The recordings you hear on the Boombox Show were loaned for the purposes of promotion and remain the property of their respective composers, artists, and record labels. There is a need for the soundtrack to the second greatest generation, the post-war generation, the Cold War generation, the baby boomers, the largest segment of voters in U.S. history, the largest tax base on Earth, the Vietnam generation, the Equal Rights generation, the Whole Earth Catalog generation, the first generation to see the whole Earth from the moon, and the first to see the dark side of the moon. The first generation raised by TV, the last generation to read a book. The generation that didn't have internet or cell phones, so we invented them, generation. The first generation to hear the Beatles. The generation who didn't trust anyone over 30. The rock and roll generation. The Woodstock generation. Generation FM. This is the Boombox Show. Turn it up. My father was a soldier then And times were very hard when I was young When I was young I smoked my first cigarette at ten And for girls I had a bad yen And I had quite a ball when I was young
Listen where you play. The boombox. These are cola nuts. They grow here. They're used to make cola-flavored soft drinks. These, on the other hand, are uncola nuts. They grow here too. But as you can see, they're a bit different from cola nuts. Rather larger, for one thing. Rather juicier, too, I'd say. Marvelous little things, uncola nuts. We use them, of course, to make the uncola seven up. It's the uncola nut that helps give the uncola its je ne sais quoi. You know, fresh, clean taste, no aftertaste, wet, wild, all that. Marvelous, absolutely marvelous. Just try making something like that out of a cola nut. Why, it's even prettier than a cola. Nuttier than a cola, actually. <laughs> we stood knee-deep in garbage while reaching for the moon. We came by our miracles easier than we were able to manage them. The decade began with promise and warning. Let the word go forth from this time and place to friend and foe alike that the torch has been passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century, tempered by war, disciplined by a hard and bitter peace, proud of our ancient heritage, and unwilling to witness or permit the slow undoing of those human rights to which this nation has always been committed. On Earth and beyond. We set sail on this new sea because there is new knowledge to be gained and new rights to be won. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. But in this decade, the warnings often outran the promises. Climate filled with heavy torrents of hatred and jostling winds about. And once more, we must reaffirm the fact that violence and hatred are the attributes of a sick society. Martin Luther King, Jr., who was called a racist when he spoke those words, and Walter Lippmann, who was called an appeaser early in the 60s when he warned of land wars in Southeast Asia. You can't uh, decide these questions of life and death for the world by epithets like appeasement. If we go get ourselves involved in a Korean war in Indochina, and all our reserves begin flowing that way, or get ourselves involved in a thing we can't finish in Cuba because the guerrilla war may go on forever, then we will weaken ourselves for what is really the issue. And then behind that all lies a very personal and human feeling that I don't think old men ought to promote wars for young men to fight. I don't like warlike old men. The Boombox. Oh, I despise Cause it means destroy 
Beatles, new records of gas And the only safe place to live 
The two of you, words, feelings, images, running together. It's a good time, and a good time for a beer. Not just any beer, but Heidelberg. Heidelberg, one of the few beers in the U.S. still slow brewed. Brewed by a longer, more costly process. For fresh, clear, naturally light taste every time. Slow brewed Heidelberg. Premium beer that's brewed just right. For whatever you have brewing. Carling Brewing Company, Tacoma, Washington. Where does your pebble walk to, grasshopper? It walks. Its journey is to nowhere. Each journey begins and also ends. Then the ending is the bottom of the pool. Does not the pebble entering the water begin fresh journeys? It seems unceasing. Such is the journey through life. It begins, it ends. Yet fresh journeys go forth. Young Cain, when I was a boy, I fell into a hole in the ground and I was broken and could not climb out. I might have died there, 
But a stranger came along and saved me. He said it was his obligation that for help he had once received, he must in return help 10 others, each of whom would then help 10 others. So that good deeds would spread out like the ripples from a pebble in a pond. I was one of his 10 and you became one of mine. And now I pass this obligation on to you. Listen where you play. The Boombox.
same teacher be there reminded of the rhyme There'll be no mutant enemy we shall certify Political ends our sad remains will die Reach out as forward taste begin to enter you
In the town where I grew up, there was a landmark, now lost to time. It was called the Dream Theater. Mom regaled me with stories of the movies she saw at the Dream, along with some about the Bijou, of which my seven-year-old logic demanded the pronunciation Bijouox. By the time I came around, the Bijou had already been converted to a carburetor repair shop. The lobby was a bus depot. Only the marquee hanging over the doorway belied its former life. But the dream. From the street, its tattered opulence compelled the eye. Before someone had broken the marquee's neon tubes that had formed the stars, the clouds, and the name. Before vandals had smashed the glass doors through which the shadows beckoned. Before the gilded frames that held the one-sheet feature posters had been bent and torn from the building, before the local economy demanded support for one theater instead of three, before the screen, projectors, and organ had been sold to smaller theaters and a growing church, before the advent of television, there was the Dream Theater. I wasn't allowed to walk on the same side of the street where the Dream stood, fears that debris from the Dream would fall on me and Inspired dreams of my own kept any intimate contact well out of reach. But they couldn't keep me from dreaming. My imagination went on great spelunking explorations into the caverns of the dream. In my mind, the seats were formed with an invisible foam so comfortable that sitting on them was like floating on a cloud. Putting your feet on the seats was compulsory in the dream, I imagined that the seats were transparent, so that even a small child, seated in the back, could clearly see the whole of the big screen. Now that's misleading. The truth is that one had to look three times to see the whole of the big screen in the dream. The screen had to be that big to hold the stories that it told. Captain's courageous, giant, stagecoach, Cleopatra, Citizen Kane, the Old Man of the Sea, the Grapes of Wrath, To Kill a Mockingbird, Wuthering Heights, the Ten Commandments, Ben-Hur. Stories they'll never tell again. Stories that cannot be told on a screen smaller than that of the dream. The carpets in the dream made you feel like you were walking on the thick, mossy floor of a virgin forest. Every step felt as though yours was the first footfall to find that spot. Unless the bottom of your shoe met some errant chewing gum <laughs> and stuck to the floor. A gentle tug at the sole to remind one that the dream was, in fact, open to the public. No matter. You were inside. Something magical was going to happen just as soon as you sat down. You just knew it, and you had popcorn. An epicurean delight so great as to be restricted to times of sheer amazement. Popcorn was the precious fruit that grew wild in the dream. And there you sat in front of the light-bathed curtains that protected the screen and dampened the sound of the huge hall. Soft metallic pastels shimmered like sharkskin between the folds and shadows of the curtains. It was an elegant atmosphere that assured you that tonight, your dream would come true, just as soon as the lights dimmed.
So you waited. Anticipation built until you thought you might burst. Then in one moment, that was no different from the rest, one inexplicable instant, the lights began to dim. Imperceptibly at first, then clearly and increasingly, the lights were adjusted to the perfect level of darkness for cartoons. Yes, if you were so fortunate as to go to a Saturday matinee, there would be three cartoons and a double feature. There would also be a serial. A serial was a short film, 16 minutes, the length of one reel of film. It showed the last few moments of the previous episode, followed by a happy resolution to the previous episode's troubling end, followed yet again by a new struggle, which inevitably ended with our hero once again hanging from a tree root on the side of a steep hill with hungry tigers fixed both above and below him. Just just when one problem was solved, another seemingly inescapable doom took its place. There was no way out. Flash, or the Lone Ranger, or Cisco was coming to an inglorious and unfair end. How could they end it there? Who knew if I could come to the movies again next Saturday? Ticket prices had just gone from 25 to 35 cents. The living definition of the cliffhanger resided in the dream. Actually, Cisco always ended his serials with some uplifting message and a salutation from Duncan Ronaldo that was so warm and so sincere. He felt like you and the Cisco kid were real pals. It wasn't too many years later that John Lennon told us the dream is over. They demolished the dream to make way for a new J.C. Penney store downtown. Here's O'Henry's famous Robin Hood of the Old West, the Cisco Kid. This is Duncan Ronaldo, whom you've known as the Cisco Kid for many years. Look, if you use dangerous drugs, there is only one way trip for you. That is suffering and ultimately death and nothing more. So please think, think very much before you get tempted to use dangerous drugs. There's enough pain in the world without having to add to it. Happiness is, is a very important thing because you know if you are healthy and happy, then you're very rich. You couldn't be richer than that, no matter what you did. Remember that from me. Thank you. Well, this is where we leave you, amigos. But we'll be back soon. Look for us. <laughs> Listen where you play. The Boombox. Yeah.
with some kind of way out of here. Say that joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessman there, to drink my wine. Come and dig my earth. None will level on the mine. Nobody of it is worth. Easy Rider rides again. Easy Rider, the story of a man who went looking for America and couldn't find it anywhere. You know, this used to be a hell of a good country. I don't understand what's going on with it. 
Everybody got chicken, man. That's what happened. Easy Rider, starring Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, and Jack Nicholson. They're not scared of you. They're scared of what you represent to them. What you represent to them is freedom. What the hell's wrong with freedom, man? That's what it's all about. Easy Rider rides again. Easy Rider from Columbia Pictures, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. An old soldier, Dwight Eisenhower, whose warning in the closing moments of his eight years in the White House would be remembered by many as the prophetic speech of his career. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process. Few will recognize this next voice, and few recognized her warning in 1962. A few minutes' research in any supermarket is enough to alarm the most stout-hearted customer. If a huge skull and crossbones were suspended above the insecticide department, the customer might at least enter it with the respect normally accorded to death-dealing materials. The voice of Rachel Carson laying down that silent spring warning. We spray our elms and the following springs are silent of robin song, not because we sprayed the robins directly, but because the poison traveled step by step through the now familiar elm leaf earthworm robin cycle. These are matters of record, observable, part of the visible world around us. They reflect the web of life or death that scientists know as ecology. Voices in a pageant some almost too slight to be heard in the dissonance of their time. Others thundering around the planet with the speed of light. Presidents and physicists, poets and protesters, men of space, men of war, men of the ghettos, all were there that cold, splendid day in the fresh snows of Washington when an old poet from New England welcomed a young president from New England. Robert Frost, January 20th, 1961. Such as we were, we gave ourselves outright. The deed of gift was many deeds of war to the land vaguely realizing westward, but still unstoried, artless, unenhanced, such as she was, such as she would become, has become, and, I've, and for this occasion, let me change that to what she will become. All this will not be finished in the first 100 days, nor will it be finished in the first 1,000 days, nor in the life of this administration, nor even perhaps in our lifetime on this planet. But let us begin. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor We'll light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. <laughs>
almost cut my hair It happened just the other day Together 